is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go. Well, this is a big show. A lot happened over the weekend. We're going to recap it for you. i got to start with this. Heath, are you ready to move Tom Brady to number two behind Aaron Rodgers? I'm not. Come on. Let's do it. No, I don't. Why would I do that? It'll feel good. He just lost Julian Edelman for the year. Feel good. Yeah, he's still got he's still got Brandon, Brandon Cooks. He'll be okay. All right. Fine. I did move Brandon Cooks way up my draft board. Oh. And removed him from my bus call. Oh. Okay, good good stuff. Welcome to the show. It is Monday. It is August 28th, and we are about a week and a half away from two teams that dealt with serious injuries over the weekend, kicking off the 2017 season in Foxborough. That'll be the Chiefs at the Patriots. Uh, and now in the meantime, if you are hiring, use ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to try it for free. And we haven't heard Dave's voice yet. Hello, Dave. Good morning. Wild weekend, huh, guys? So wild. Right? Wild as wild could be. A little depressing weekend, too. Well, I don't know how much of it really happened over the weekend. It was what happened before the weekend that was depressing. Well, it was from the time we last spoke. Friday night. Friday night is the weekend, Dave. Okay. Well, maybe on your weird, crazy (laughs) New York City cat calendar, you call that the weekend. But where I come from, Friday is a weekday. That's true. So almost like Friday night is a weekend. Don't you disrespect Friday. Sunday night is a weekday. So you you just got to get down on Friday. Yeah, the weekend starts at 5 o'clock. Have a little fun in your life, Dave. What? What do you guys want to start with, Edelman or where? Let's start with Edelman because okay. that is sad. So it's Julian, very sad. Oh, but the where thing is fine. The where thing is great news. Uh, Edelman's great out for me. I've liked Kareem Hunt this whole time. <laughs> I put him at where the whole time. A very uh, clairvoyant. So Edelman's out for the season. Let's start with Brady. Any impact on him? Two years ago when Edelman missed nine, eight, eight games in the regular season, Brady's numbers took a big hit, almost two touchdowns worse per game. But now that was with Brady having like the first half of the ages. And then he really slumped after that, you know, for Brady. Uh, any hit to Tom Brady with the Edelman injury? He didn't have Brandon Cooks then. So I'm not particularly worried about it. The thing about the Patriots that's just so difficult is they have exceptional skill position players in their starting lineup. They also have more depth than anybody else. Just about anyone besides Brady or Gronk can get hurt, and you're like, eh, they've got somebody else. Even Gronk. They won a Super Bowl without him. Yeah. All right, so then if if we're not downgrading Brady, what is your take on Chris Hogan, on Malcolm Mitchell, on the running backs getting more passes? Who fills the Julian Edelman void? The void would probably be Danny Amendola. The production will probably come from Hogan and Cooks and a little bit more of the running backs as well. You know, they can certainly be creative. Rex Burkhead spent time working in the slot for the Bengals, so he could certainly play in that capacity. Obviously, James White is a uh, skilled pass catcher, as we saw. He can certainly uh, take on a little bit of a bigger role. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of uh, Burkhead and White on the field with, let's just say, Gillisley, and then you see one of those guys motion into the slot, and you see that happen a lot when they're still in their two tight end sets. 
So why uh, why is Hogan not quite in your top 40, guys? Uh, Heath, you have Hogan in the 50s. Dave and Jamie closer to 40. But, uh, you know, people are people are excited about Hogan. First of all, he looked great in the preseason game, coinciding with the injury, right? And not that that means much, but that's what's on people's minds. Why isn't Hogan ahead of Randall Cobb, Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, Brandon Marshall? Why is Hogan outside the top 40? Well, he's still, at the very best, the third best option in the passing game, and he might be fourth behind the running backs. I had him in a position to where he was basically like, if you want to take a last-round flyer on him, fine. You can do that. I've moved him up to the 10th round from that spot, but I'm not putting him ahead of those other guys. How consistent do you think he'll end up being? Not. Right. That's part of the reason why I don't think you could feel that great about him as a top 40 wide receiver. All he's right. a good bench receiver, Adam. I think he's okay. I mean, look, just, when you when you factor in the playoffs last year he was a thousand yard receiver. Um his his role is a or his I, I would say his opportunity is a little bit different because there was no Brandon Cook, so he was really their best outside threat yeah. last year and no Gronk. So he's not gonna go in the slot. I think a lot of people get confused by that. Like he's not gonna become the slot receiver there. Not exclusively. That, that's gonna be Amendola. And so, but they don't but, like playing Amendola that many snaps, right? Right. That's kind of Th- that's the why Hogan would be a, a bigger beneficiary than Amendola would. But I, I think you just hope now that the targets get distributed differently, and he goes from probably guy that was going to see maybe 80 tops to in the 100 to 110 range, and that's where his his value lies. So to Dave's point, he's not going to help you week in, week out, but it'll be like a, a a worse version of Brandon Cooks because Cooks wasn't going to necessarily help you week in, week out. Now he probably does. So it's just it's just a matter of valuing him in the right spot. I had a crazy situation in my keeper league because uh, the rule that I have is you only keep a guy for three years. When you draft him each year uh, after you keep him, it gets cut in half. Uh, saw a guy that was trying to keep Antonio Brown for four years in a row, and I said, look, his, his time's up. He goes, okay, just give me Chris Hogan for a 13th round pick the morning of Julian Edelman getting <laughs> Getting injured, and I was thinking to myself, well, why the hell are you wasting a, a, a keeper pick on Chris Hogan? <laughs> and yeah, now it worked out. You for want him? to talk about clairvoyant? <laughs> well, that, if, that was pretty good. I, my hunch, Adam, uh-huh. is that there won't be a full-time slot guy in New England, and that they will mix and match. Cooks played in the slot about a third of the time last year. Hogan played in the slot about a third of the time last year. The one nugget that I pulled out when I went back and looked at the last time Edelman was hurt: James White averaged 9.9 fantasy points per game. In weeks 11 through 17 in 2015, he caught a ton of passes. He had three games with double digits and fantasy points. That was also the year that uh, he came in this backup role behind right. Deion Lewis. Right. So I, 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 I like him. He he's somebody who's moved up my rank list considerably. But they have Burkhead there too. You know, they have such a crowd. I think back White's here. ahead of him right now. He might be. Uh, I I saw that Julian or that uh, Mike Gillisley. You know, I thought he did a did a nice job, and Dave, you talked about Gillisley being a goal line back, and he certainly certainly showed his short yardage abilities in that game. But then Bill Belichick said he's still kind of behind the pack, which I guess That's isn't surprising. Him. I think it's motivating him and letting him know that he's got to catch up from two weeks of training camp. He's their best running back. He's their best ball carrier. I agree. Yeah, anybody We've said so all along. Anybody disagree with that, Heath? Mike Gillisley, best I ball think carrier. Everybody's highest ranked ball ball carrier. I, I don't know that I like him where he's being drafted, but he's the best of the group. I would draft him before anyone else. Round six. Would you take no. him? Jamie? Yeah, for sure. Adam? Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about Gillisley. Like, I'm now happy to have Oh my ha- god. Happy to have on him. Topic. I, I'm, I'm doing some ADP notes. Uh huh. 
Chris Hogan, the, this is the most I've ever seen anybody shoot up. Uh, you know, we have the green and red arrows. Mm-hmm. What would you say he's up, just number-wise? Uh, 80 How many spots. spots has he moved up? 80. No, higher. It's going to be 85. Both of you are way off. Uh, if you add what you ha- had together. 135? 123 spots he's up because he was so low because nobody was drafting him. Yeah. And now he's a top 100 he's player. He's being drafted which... ahead of Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, Eric Decker, Pierre Garçon, Mike Wallace, Cameron Meredith, Dante Moncrief, Terrell Williams. <laughs> Woo! I he's take right him... behind Devontae Barker. Yeah, I take him just, over Cam just Meredith. because he's a patriot. Everybody yeah. thinks he's going to replace Edelman. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that bad of a theory, but I got one more theory I want to throw out at you, throw out at you, and then we got to talk about Brandon Cooks. I think Malcolm Mitchell, I know he's hurt, Right now, but who's to say by the time he's healthy, Malcolm Mitchell isn't the better receiver between him and I Hogan. would rather draft Malcolm Mitchell in the 15th than Chris Hogan where he's apparently going now. Nice. If that's the case, absolutely. Don't forget, a lot of people were worried about Gronkowski playing 16 games as well. You should be. So if Gronkowski goes down at some point, there's going to have to be somebody catching passes, you know? Wow. Better chance now that the Jets go winless than the Patriots go undefeated. Oh, the Jets are going winless. I have, I have almost no doubt in my mind they're going winless. Unless they win week one against Peterman. But <laughs> they're so bad. Wow. Uh, Brandon Cooks or T.Y. Hilton? I made the move. Cooks over Hilton. Oh, Cooks. Cooks. Brandon Cooks or Des Bryant? Des. 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 Brandon Cooks or Michael Thomas? Thomas. 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 Alright, so is Cooks right after Des and Thomas now? Yes. Not for me. Yes. I still like Baldwin. Well, no, I've got Baldwin ahead of Thomas, so right after Thomas. I've Baldwin, got Cooper Thomas, ahead of him, too. And Cooper, yep. Okay. I would take uh, Cooks over both those guys. But the way you guys were feeling about Doug Baldwin and Amari Cooper, like late round two for sure, Brandon Cooks is now in that in that yes. equation. Okay. I've got him 16th overall, one pick behind Grunk. All right, all right, cool. So I actually think, you know, instead of having two Patriots wide receivers who could be good, maybe not great, this definitely makes wide receiver feel a little bit deeper at the top if you feel that way about Brandon Cooks. Uh, let's just hope we don't get uh, Randall Cobbed from two years ago with Jordy Nelson. Uh, this is like exactly where I wanted to take Randall Cobb two years ago. That did not work. But different scenario, certainly. Uh, all right, guys. So that's the Patriots. We could do a whole show on the Patriots. Instead, let's go over to the Chiefs. And later on in today's show, winners and losers from the weekend. I really want to talk about Amir Abdullah. I think he's very interesting. I want to talk about the Jets running back situation because for some reason, Bilal Powell is up nine spots in ADP. Uh, I know he played very well with the backups, but it was with the backups. Uh, we got to obviously talk about the Bears. I mean, so much from the weekend. So much. So uh, the Chiefs. Spencer Ware. Uh, I'm not, no, we play buy or sell on fantasy football today. Uh, every show, show does, I'm sure. I want to play a different game. It's nothing like buy or sell. It's completely different. I don't know why you would even think they're the same. It's called true or false. True or false, Kareem Hunt will be the top rookie running back this year. False. Sell. False, but I'm very close to saying it. Okay, where are we, thank you, Heath, for selling. Where are we taking uh, Kareem Hunt now? Third round four. Ooh, Jamie said round three. He's That's, the second best rookie coming into the season. I've got uh four or five turn. I, I need convincing, Jamie. I think he's good. You know how I feel about Kareem Hunt, but third round and the second best rookie? Yeah. He, <clears throat> excuse me. He has the rookie. clearest path behind Fournette to playing time. Without question. There's no there's no one blocking him. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So he's in an offense that's going to feature him mm-hmm. and he is talented enough to be in that situation and be better than Cook. Better than Mixon, better than McCaffrey. It's all about opportunity. Sure. 
All about opportunity. It's not about talent. Fantasy football more about opportunity than it well, is. Well, it's, about, it's about both. He's he's certainly talented enough. Sure, sure. If you were to say Mixon in this role, he'd be the best rookie by far. Oh, if you yeah. say Cook in this role, best rookie by far. Vaughn oh, yeah. is in the best situation, maybe better than Fournette. <laughs> so what are you going to Probably take? Probably better than Fournette. Are you going to take Hunt over Crowell? No. No. He's right behind him. Lamar Miller. Is he in your top 12? No, but he's 14. Wow. Lamar Miller? No. Again, close. I don't like Lamar Miller, and I still have him ahead of Kareem Hunt. What's your hesitation, Dave? My hesitation is that Kareem Hunt still looked a little tentative, and I you know, you see him play in college, and he's physical in college, and he can push piles in college. And in these preseason games, he just hasn't done it enough. There's been other rookie running backs that have gotten that extra yard or two pushing forward after they get tackled. I, I, there's no questioning the opportunity. And, Jamie, this is the best opportunity of any rookie running back. Oh, it's back. better than Fournette's situation for sure. He's just Given the I offensive don't... line and given the coaching staff, there's no doubt it's the best opportunity. It's just a matter of whether or not. Is he really going to get 20 touches a game? No. Is he really going to? I don't think so. Why wouldn't he? Average four and a half yards. I would Spencer Ware average last year, 17 or 18. I think 17, 16, 17 touches a game. That's fine. Where, we we can all agree. I might have him too low. Ware did not have a great season last year. He had a good season. Good season. It was fine. Yeah, right. he's a number two running back. 16th best running back in football. Right. Fantasy football. He stunk. But you're not taking the 16th best running back in the third round. Yeah, but he had three carries of more I, than I'd twenty yards. To be better. That's why I have him ranked higher. Right. Huh? If you think if he had three carries of more than twenty yards last year, that's the thing. Like that's why I think a lot of people thought that Hunt would take over for Ware because Ware was just as pedestrian as it gets. He didn't score a lot of touchdowns that right. hurt his value, but he also didn't make any big plays, which is one of the reasons he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. If you think Hunt can make those big plays and he gets all those touches, then yeah, he could have a really big year. I, Where, I, I came into this thinking that Hunt and Ware were kind of the same. Exactly the same what way, I was about talent wise. So I'm not really that. Predisposed but to they were going to be sharing, be though. That's the problem. Right. But but if they weren't sharing, sharing, where were you going to put Spencer Ware? Ware, prior to the concussion, was on a top 10 pace. Right. Lost the game, so factor that in to solve his overall stats. And the pace that he was on was much better. You talked about touchdown regression in a positive oh, yeah. way for him, right? He scored six touchdowns the year before. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. In, in yeah, much 70, fewer touches? 70 carries. Right. Now, so, I think he profiles a better short yardage running back than Kareem Hunt does too. I think there's a lot of things about Spencer Ware that are better than Kareem Hunt, but right. now there's no Spencer Ware. Yeah. And it's very clear that Andy Reid does not love Sharkantic West, and we know what CJ Spiller's track record has been since the big year in Buffalo. So he has the opportunity for Ware had 216 carries last year. He had 33 catches. If you give somebody in an Andy Reid offense, from Deuce Staley to Brian Westbrook to LaShawn McCoy to Jamal Charles to Spencer Ware last year, they've all been able to produce at some level of their talent. And so if Kareem Hunt's a guy that they traded up to get, I think you're right, Adam. I probably do have him too low, too. He probably is better than Lamar Miller and even Isaiah Crowell because of the situation that he's in. And so you look at what Kareem Hunt's potential is. You're buying potential. It's the same reason why we've been drafting Dalvin Cook and drafting Joe Mixon and the public is drafting those guys. You don't know they're, exactly They're what, much more talented huh? than Kareem Hunt. They are much it, more talented, but, that, but they are not in much better situations. You would say Dalvin Cook, forget about Latavius Murray. Just take Latavius Murray out of the question. Right. The offense that he plays in, does that offensive line look good to you? No. Okay. No. Joe Mixon, let's just say Jeremy Hill's ankle's fine. No no issues there. And they finally saw Gio last night, first time in preseason. Mm-hmm. Look good. Joe Mixon, crowded crowded backfield? Very. No, right. nobody's arguing that situation's better. But that's the whole point though. But the situation is, like, situation it's, it's is not very just, important. That's not the only thing we look at in fantasy of, football. Of, of course, but it's situation plus talent. I don't so think you would situation's say, better than Cruel's. 
it's on par. He's a better team, though. I mean, that's the right. thing. He's on a better team. And I didn't, for the record, team. for the record, I, I didn't say, I didn't say that I would take him. I, I was just asking if you would take him over Corella Miller. I didn't, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I felt like people were going to overreact to the injury originally because I didn't think Ware was going to be out all year. I thought, you know, if he was going to miss two to eight weeks, then people might overreact. But, but this is really, I mean, this is big and, and he's probably going to catch some passes because that's what running backs do under Andy Reid. Um, I think, I think the fact that he's on the Chiefs is, is being a, it's a lot better than being on the Texans. I, I would take him over Lamar Miller. Crowell would be tough for me though. I would too. Alright. Jamie, you sold me. Let me, let me ask you this. Let's say you have a running back and a wide receiver if you're, with your first two picks. In the third round, are you taking Kareem Hunt or are you taking DeAndre Hopkins? Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's looking at me like I'm... Well, I said Hopkins, he said Hunt, so we were looking at you for the tiebreaker. I'm taking them both in the same pick. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's not possible. What do you mean? I do that all the time. How do you think I win all my leagues? I'm taking, I'm, uh, I've got Hopkins ranked ahead of him in non PPR. Is Sharkandrick West worth drafting late? Deeper leagues, yes. Yeah. Not, not necessarily handcuff. You're in a 16 plus round draft and running backs think, why not? Don't be surprised if they add another big back though. Ryan Matthews? It could be. Like our, 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 Lust for Kareem Hunt right now, and it's it could be very short lived. Maybe Matt Forte. So we're showcasing about as much as you can showcase oh. a guy this weekend. Yeah, but who's, who's over? Who's over giving up anything over. for Matt Forte? The seventh round pick? Uh, maybe. That that would be the biggest worry I have is that Kansas City adds another running back because if they do to to take that short yardage job because that's what I'm most worried about with Hunt. Then it's going to kill his value. He'll fall back into round four, round five. Well, look, here's the thing. You want to go see the Chiefs play? There's only one way to do it. It's with SeatGeek. This is the way to save twenty dollars when you go see the Chiefs or whoever the heck you want to see play at any sport or concerts or theater. We want you to use SeatGeek. Go ahead and download the SeatGeek app right now on your phone. I use it all the time. I really do. I'm going to use it this week. I'm going to try to get myself to a Yankees game. I'm going to try to get myself to a Monday Night Football Giants-Lions game, and I'm going to use SeatGeek to do it. Even USA Soccer is in New Jersey in a World Cup qualifier this weekend. SeatGeek is what I'll be looking at. And if you use the promo code FFT when you make your first purchase, you'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, that promo code is FFT. Why you SeatGeek? Because it saves you time and it saves you money. It searches multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. Making sure you get the best bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value. So you can easily go in there, look for an event, and find the best values on SeatGeek. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. This is a no-brainer, everybody. Use SeatGeek, download the app, get 20 bucks off your first purchase for any ticket. Use that promo code FFT. Actually, I think it might have to be a $20 or more ticket, but uh, you can find that out for yourself. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Let's do something fun real quick. We got the Podcast League tonight at 9 o'clock, 14-team PPR. Let's set the draft order randomly. Ah, ready? Yes. Okay, wait, I just have to find it. Sorry. So how you guys doing? How was your weekend? Great. Good, good fight on Saturday. Did you watch the fight? I did not. Oh. I did. Yeah, it was good? I thought the most entertaining Mayweather fight that I can remember. Yeah, he was aggressive. Okay, here we go. I'm ready to generate the new draft order. And in this 14... Did it happen yet? Here we go. Come on, send the email. There we go. Okay. This, this is really compelling. Uh, Heath has the fifth pick. 
Dave yeah. has the seventh pick. I have the eighth pick. Kenny Stills, Nash and Young. And Jamie has the thirteenth pick. Ooh. Sorry, Jamie. Congratulations, Sorry, Laura Foley of the first pick. Who's happy? Dave Me. happy with seven. Jamie happy with thirteen. Absolutely. I'm gonna take AJ Green over Od- Odell Beckham. I'm taking Kareem Hunt first round. Oh, let's see. I don't think Kareem Hunt will make it to me in the third round. Eighth pick of the third round? No way. Maybe I might just take him second round. No, I'm not going to do that. Eighth is good, though. Eighth is good. You'll get Evans, Green, or Beckham probably, right? Or is that seven? Well, it depends on if anybody takes a running back. Is Dave in front of you? Well, you're going to get two running backs off the board. Ooh, and then how many wide receivers? Then there's five there's wide five. receivers. But I think Dave uh. will take Melvin Gordon so that you uh. still get one of those wide receivers. All right, that's probably what I'll do. All right, good luck, guys. Not such good luck, but decent luck. Let's do winners and losers. Mm, Heath Cummings, give me a couple winners from the weekend. How about a couple of running backs coming back from ACL injuries? Jamal Charles and Giovanni Bernard. I don't, I know people were kind of questioning whether they should even draft these guys. I think they both deserve to be drafted for sure now. Probably as early as the 12th or 13th round. Okay. Well, Charles certainly put Anything, which unfortunate that D'Angelo Henderson was doing. Yeah. Completely he, off he the table. He looked good. It was scary yeah. when he went to the injury tent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both guys. See, yeah. Anderson got hurt in that yeah, game he too. Did too. And so it was looking like, uh, like Charles could step into a huge role. Um, I was, I, I had a draft with, uh, some former colleagues here and, um, uh, guys I play softball with and, uh, David Ganos was in our, um, IDP league. He said, think about having the, uh, ability now and doing it reasonably to draft Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles in the same fantasy team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, that, three years ago, that would have been the, the dream scenario. Uh, yeah, Charles Charles looked very good. Yeah, and C.J. Anderson, I feel like he goes to the sideline to get looked at by the trainers every other game. That's his thing. It's like it's so annoying. It's like, But he came back. Uh, Dave Richard, couple winners. John Brown. Yeah. Woo! Pretty good and was healthy and was on the field. It's the type of thing you want to see from a potential 1,000-yard receiver. And Zach Ertz, who owned the middle of the field against the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think both those guys are, they, they solidified their status. Zach Ertz moved up to my top six among tight ends. I put him ahead of Tyler. Oops, my knee has tendonitis Eifert. And, uh, I, I'm inclined to draft these guys. And you did that in standard? You put Ertz ahead of Eifert? Well, he was already ahead of Eifert in PPR, but in standard, he's now ahead of him. He's okay. just safer and there's just too much upside to ignore. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. He just has so much downside to Ertz. Like Ertz has gotten. I think this... it's gone. I think it got traded to Buffalo, Adam. All right, the, that's a the good downside. Point. Got traded to Buffalo. Okay, uh, so I'm sorry. You had Zach Ertz. You had uh, Zach Ertz and who was the other one? John, oh, John Brown. Brown. Let's talk about John Smoky. Brown. Two touchdowns that... in this game. Really weird thing in that game because like the second touchdown catch especially was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He played like four snaps with the starters. He didn't have a target in the first quarter. Yeah, it's a little strange. How many snaps did he play overall? I did not see that. Okay, I, a second. I only saw the tweet from uh, one of uh, Pro Football Focus writers mm-hmm. showing how many snaps each. Because, like, Britt Golden had three catches before John Brown got on the field. It's yeah. not well, that, that surprising. It's not that surprising when you consider that he's been out and he had to step away from the team for a, for a funeral during the week. It's not that surprising that they didn't go full full bore with with John Brown. Right, but four snaps. Yeah, no, it's not good. Uh, the snaps with Carson Palmer, Jaron Brown twenty one, JJ Nelson nineteen, Britton Golden sixteen, John Brown six, Larry Fitzgerald two. 
So they're two best receivers. Didn't play with the first team. That's <laughs> right. smart. They were getting those other guys working yeah. with them. I mean, I think you should feel comfortable if you drafted John Brown early already, and I think this pushes him back into the wide receiver three range. Okay, so I had a true or false, which really I don't think could be any less similar to buy or sell. True or false, John Brown will be the top Cardinals wide receiver this year. Sell. So, I'm going to say no. If you were to say 16 games of healthy John Brown, I'd be on board with it, but you just can't guarantee that. Okay, that feels like a an Azer bold prediction next Wednesday when we do our bold predictions. Yeah, because you banking on Cardinals wide receivers has worked out great. For <laughs> yep, you yep, yep. Stay away from John Brown, Azer. <laughs> yeah. You know what you should do to really make this work for you? Is guarantee this will be Larry Fitzgerald's best season of his career. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, it just makes too much sense for a receiver to be catching touchdowns from Carson Palmer, and I think John Brown's the best one to, to do it. But just just got to stay healthy. But uh okay, I mean, look, you guys have John Brown ranked in the 40s. Uh, that's, you know, oh, actually, Jamie has them 34th. Yeah, I just wow. a- after after seeing him healthy, you know, if, if he's fine, the quad issue is fine. I think he's a high a uh, a middle wide receiver three gamble play. And, and from what I understand, and this I could be wrong on this. I am not a doctor. I will clarify beforehand. But do you play one on TV? I do. I'm going to play one on this podcast right now. His sickle cell disorder, it's not just like this quad or just what one other thing. Any type of injury he suffers, it's going to take him a little longer to recover from it, right? I believe that's how it's uh, so I, I, manifests. Yeah. I just I feel like he, more than any other player, you have to go in with the expectation. He's probably – your best case scenario is 14 or 15 games. Well, he played 15 last year with it. Yeah, and, and but bad. But I don't know if, if it was a combination of that and the cyst on his spine. Right. You no, know, it, it could have been – both things. Man, that's rough. I, I think the one thing is, and I, I'm, I'll look at it real quick. Like I know comparing him to, let's say, Brandon Marshall or Deshaun Jackson or Emmanuel Sanders or, um, Tyrell Williams, you know, the, those, those type of receivers, there's such upside and such downside with each of them, but I think there's probably more downside with Brown. There's such a huge ceiling if he could be healthy for 16 games because what he was able to do in his second year, he didn't get to build on that. And in the offense that he plays in with what this receiving core is, especially if what Bruce Arian said, you know, he could, Adam, be the best one just in terms of fantasy production because if he does take that next step and gets to 70-plus catches and 1,100 yards, that's basically where Fitzgerald yardage-wise has been, and the touchdowns could easily favor Brown. Yeah. John Brown's going to be better in standard than PPR. Just finish with this. If I guaranteed you 14 games from John Brown, you would rank him where? Right where I got him. 14 games of perfect health? Yeah. He'd be 26, 27 for me. I was going to say 28, 29. Nope. Outside of my top 36, so. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't get it, Dave. I I don't think he's going to be consistent. But you were excited about him earlier this offseason. I am because I had him dead to rights in my rankings. He was barely in the top 60. Okay. It's John Brown. Uh, let's move on. Jamie, any winners for you from the weekend? I mean, you, you teased a little bit. Amir Abdullah. Woo! Uh, Woo! Workload was there. Um, and I, I went and looked at his numbers. If you take the Detroit Free Press and I believe the Lions uh, team website, they're both predicting, and I think one of the coaches may have said it, but I know it's those two sites have, or those two publications have, have said it, 200 carries. So give him those 200 carries. And, and the Detroit Free Press, I looked, uh, Dave Burkett um, is one of the best beat writers at appeasing fantasy uh, 
players because he knows that that's why a lot of people are clearly paying attention to fan, to football at this point. Um, he's, he does, uh, he has a pin on the top of his Twitter page, fantasy projections for the Detroit Lions. So he has 200 carries and 35 to 40 catches. So just take the low end of that. You give Abdullah 200 carries at his yards per carry average and go back to 2015 for that. It's almost identical to what his numbers are in the preseason. It's 4.2 yards per carry. You give him his catch average, which is right now 11.6 in the preseason. In 2015, it was 11.2. That works out to 1,300 total yards. Can he get to 1,300 total yards if healthy? I think so if this is what his numbers are and the, the touches he's going to get. The touchdowns clearly are something that's going to be a problem for him. But would it be a surprise if he got to five touchdowns? No, I think five is fine. Five is fine. The 11 yards per reception is the one thing I would say that's just not really. But that's what he did over a 15 game season. But yeah, I, I'm, I still I'm wouldn't just, expect I'm, somebody I'm, to repeat that. I, understood. I'm just yeah. giving it based on right. what we have as data and he's doing it again in the preseason. So it's almost consistent with where he's at. So if he hits both those averages at those touches and you're saying he could get five touchdowns, who's the guy that we referenced that was the 16th best running back a year ago? That's Spencer Ware's identical numbers, right. 1,300 total yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he can finish top as a top 20, 20 guy. Top 20. And I think where he's going right now in the seventh round, if you buy into what he's capable of, if he could stay healthy, and last year, first time since maybe ever, I don't know what he did in high school, but he didn't get hurt in college, he didn't get hurt in his, in his rookie year. If he stays healthy and plays 16 games, he could be 1,300 total yards and five touchdowns. That's not very exciting, but it's not exactly horrible when you're talking about a guy that could be a top 20 running back. Where are you taking him? I look for him in, in the round five range because of how we see running backs come off the board. In our probably our real drafts, he's he's, he's a round six pick. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just have to know that he's got the Cardinals, the Giants, the Falcons, and the Vikings, and the Panthers with his first five games. And then actually, like, New Orleans might not have the worst run defense in the world. They're, they're they look pretty six. good. Yeah. I, I've got him ahead of Mixon. Ooh. Wow. wow. He, what Jamie just laid out, 1,305 touchdowns is, in my opinion, far more likely for Amir Abdul than it is for Joe Mixon. What if, what if this, roles. what if Hill's ankle injury takes him down to week four? I think Mixon's still sharing with Gio. It's just that Hill but has, he'll be that Mixon has Hill's job and Gio has Gio's back. job. Yeah, but then you're talking 21 touchdowns over two years if that's the case. It's not 1,300 yards though. No, but, but he could but get you pretty close. If, if you, if you say Joe Mixon's getting 222 carries, which is what Hill's average over two years. He's had a lot better offensive line than Mixon's gonna have this year. Listen, you guys, you uh, guys yeah, been watching yeah. those games. There is one guy knows how to follow his offensive there, line. One there guy is, knows how to run into well, them. He, he's following all the other running backs because he can't get on the field right now. He gets he well, has no, less that's what I'm first saying. team it's, snaps than just about everybody. It's if the ankle injury is the thing that you're you're banking on. Yeah, Mixon Mixon's probably a little bit too overrated. But. I'm not banking on the ankle injury. I'm banking on common sense. And what we see with rookie running backs is they are often not just given the starting job. It takes a little while. I've been saying that for. Months now. It's going to take some time. But Mixon is so much better than Jeremy Hill. This guy is fun to watch. Jeremy Hill, like, Jeremy Hill and Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray looked like he was running in mud yesterday. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. I know there's going to be issues at the beginning of the season. I know. But, and that's, that's important. I'm not downplaying that. But, like, he's not going to be running second team to Jeremy Hill all year. It's just not going to happen. He's so, if they want to win, then enough is enough already. Turn him loose. He, Joe Mixon is so much better. Then, then, uh, well, they're gonna tr- struggle without perfect, but um, turn them loose. They will. They will. It's just, I hope it doesn't take too long. That's the question: is how long will it take? And my guess is it'll take a few weeks. Yeah. I don't. I think by October, Joe Mixon will be in that big role that everybody uh, expects. Not this ankle's a problem. Well, It'll be week one. Is That's it really? True. A we problem? don't know how serious the ankle injury is. I didn't think it was. I mean, you said week four. Were you just sort of throwing that out there, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just speculating. Okay. All right. So yeah, Jeremy Hill did leave with an ankle injury. 
Uh, Tyler Eifert had that knee injury, but it's it's been downplayed. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Jamie, do you have any other winners? You said Amir Abdullah. Uh, we we including Friday or Thursday? Sure. Yeah, yeah, all, all of it. Uh, Alshon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, he was being accused of running the wrong routes, and and granted, the Dolphins secondary was a disaster in that game. Byron Maxwell did not know what he was doing and helped Torrey Smith on the big touchdown play on the slant that Jeffrey ran and he scored. Um, but the fact that shoulder seems to be fine and on the same page with Carson Wentz, you know, you know what Alshon is when he's healthy. And this is somebody that I was a little bit nervous about, but um, gave you reason for optimism after that third preseason game. Are you starting to get the feeling that the Dolphins are going to be one of those teams that you can just throw against week after week? Oh, after I think week? you do anything you want against them, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling with their linebacker situation that they're they're just trying to address their middle linebacker now with Ray Maluga. Or Mike Hull, who's undersized, and Maluga, you know, uh, spent some time with the Dolphins uh, beat writers this weekend. And, uh, <laughs> he's not 100%. Maluga? Yeah. Oh, no, he's practicing today for the first time with the first team. Um, but, yeah, the, the secondary is a disaster. You know, losing Lippitt didn't help, and mm-hmm. um, not having T.J. McDonald on the field for the first eight games is going to be bad. But, Adam, we talk about this a lot. The Dolphins passing stats allowed is not necessarily reflective of how bad that pass defense is because teams ran on them a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And I think we could see a similar situation where they may be able to run and throw on the Dolphins. Who wins in Chicago with Cam Meredith out for the year? Um, no one. Kevin White. But I, I, I have no confidence in Kevin right, White being great. I think Kendall Wright is it. It's sick, but there is a chance for Kendall Wright. He to, uh, uh, there was a guy. a tweet this morning that I retweeted from Chris Raybon, um, talking about how Kendall Wright's only good year in the NFL, basically, which was his second year back in 2013. He had the same offensive coordinator that he has this year in Chicago. Yep, Dowell Loggins and. If you average the year yearly numbers of the three seasons where Wright had at least 90 targets, he averaged over 70 catches, just over 800 yards, and four touchdowns per season. That might be a, the four touchdowns. I think is well within his range. 800 yards and 71 catches seems a little high for him. There's so much, like, and I I'm working on this as soon as the podcast, so we're just kind of how many targets now there are to go around in Chicago. I think this is the, the my takeaway though. If, if you hate Kevin White. And you don't, a strong word. you don't think it can be Kendall Wright or Victor Cruz, and you just think they have no receivers that are any good at all, then you have to start getting more worried about Jordan Howard. Yes. Yeah. Like if they've just got nothing in the passing game, Jordan Howard's in trouble. But that offensive line is pretty good. In fact, the depth for that offensive I think it's good enough to block good. seven guys. Uh, I'll I'm tell not you, sure it's um, block nine. We, we, we can, we can mention that because he's no longer an employee there. But so I, I spent, uh, several hours with John Clayton, formerly of ESPN. And we were talking about a variety of teams. Just to pick that guy's brain was worth the two hours that I was there times a billion. So he was talking about how, and it, this is going to help you, Mr. Uh, uh, Isaiah, I don't eat crow, L. Yes. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, he said, guard to guard, the Chargers are among the worst teams in the NFL. Um, yep. Bears, guard to guard, among the best teams in the NFL. So that's going to certainly help Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, if he's facing nine guys in the box, <laughs> I mean, which is, which is not out of their own possibility, uh, it, it could, it could be a little bit tougher for him. So I think when you start comparing Howard to Ajayi, Howard to DeMarco Murray, um, maybe Howard, if, if we had a healthy Leonard Fournette, uh, he could be Kareem Hunter, Jordan uh, Howard. Uh, still Jordan Howard, but, um, <laughs> uh, again. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. No, I know. I know. I was right. just testing the two, yeah. mo- the two forces moving in opposite directions, yeah. but you're, you're still going to take him in round two. 
Like I'm totally on board with taking Murray and Ajayi ahead of Jordan Howard. I was before this weekend, yeah. but I think he, first of all, he's talented. Second of all, that offensive line's very good. It's a total 180 from last year. And I think I, it was good last year. Though. I, I don't, it was good, but like that was one of the reasons why we didn't like him or Jeremy Langford that much coming into the season. We thought that offensive line was an albatross and it turned out that they added Josh Sitton and Cody Whitehair ended up being much better than mm-hmm. we, he just made an immediate Even impact and he was great. Well, they just paid. Right. So they're, they've got a really good line. I think that'll help their quarterbacks who at the very least are Glennon is a C as far as quarterbacks go. And Trubisky, I think is going to be probably closer to a B minus once he's on the field this year. I don't think they're good enough to make the receivers they have left better, but I think they'll be good enough to help create some sort of passing presence for the first two and a half to three quarters of every game. Would you guys take uh, Kendall Wright or Kevin, or Kevin White ahead of Robbie Anderson? No. 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 No? Okay. How about ahead of Zay Jones? No. You're getting in the right range now. Right. You gotta be, I mean, look, if you want to be encouraged by anything out of Buffalo, Zay Jones led them in targets. Granted, Jordan Matthews didn't play, but, uh, he's gonna get fed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Looks like a pretty talented kid. I mean, obviously, I he don't, is. yeah, did not know much about him in college, but he's got good size, Zay Jones, and, uh, might not have Tyrod Taylor, though. Tyrod Taylor dealing with a concussion. Oh, and, it's, yeah, it's bad. I, I, I will say this, though. McCoy and Howard are in very, very similar situations. Very similar yeah. situations. Yep. But McCoy's going to catch so many passes, and Howard might too. Well, that's why McCoy's better than Howard. But they're in just again stripped down receiving cores, questionable quarterback play, and nothing, nothing, nothing around them. McCoy did not lose a beat though. Skip a beat when Watkins was out last year. That's he's got that going for him. It hasn't mattered in the past for him, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's move on and talk. Give get some news going here. Talk about maybe some losers from the weekend. There were a lot of interesting things. Uh, you know, if you guys were uh, employers and you were, you know, you had a job, you had a job opening in your company, I would, I would work for you if you would hire me. I would. I don't know if you'd. Who would be the best boss among the three of us? Well, Adam's already our boss, so. I am your boss. Who would be but the best? We're, boss? we're putting the shoe on the other foot, Adam. Who would you want to work for the most? James. Uh, Heath. No, oh, no, you said it. No, Heath, <laughs> Heath, I'd rather work for Heath. Thank you. Yeah, I just feel like he a lot of casual Fridays. Uh, and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays yeah, exactly. and Thursdays. It's yeah. all casual. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he, um, but if you are hiring out there and you don't know where to post your job to find the best candidates, please use ZipRecruiter because finding a, uh, finding talent for your company, running your business, it's like running your fantasy team. You need the David Johnsons. You need the Antonio Browns of the world. You can do that with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. You can actually do it for free. ZipRecruiter will post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. And then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's what makes ZipRecruiter different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for your casual Fridays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And it, Thursdays are terrible, though. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within one day. It's a great resource for your business, no matter the size of your company. So get on it right now, everybody. Our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. So, you know, obviously we're all watching the games, and as we watch the games, we're thinking, am I higher on this guy or am I lower on this guy? 
Uh, do you do you have anybody else that's on the top of your brain? Because I have a lot going through my head right now, but I want to let you guys lead the way that that you're higher on or lower on uh, after the weekend, plus Thursday and Friday. Devontae Parker, and th- just adding fuel to that fire, the fact that that passing defense is so bad in Miami, it could force Jay Cutler to really let it loose, at least in the early portion of the season. Uh, Parker could be in for some great numbers. Okay, I will say that I was interested to see what they did with Bilal Powell and Matt Forte. Forte actually didn't do that badly. Got most of the early work with the first team. And then Powell came in in the second half and had like a 80-yard touchdown catch. And he's actually up nine spots in ADP, which doesn't really make sense to me. Would you like no snaps? I mean, it, snaps with the first team would be the only relevant thing because I think it was mostly Forte. Uh, Forte saw 27 snaps before any other Jets running back saw the field. What the That's, hell is I'm that? I'm going to tell you what that means, though. They're featuring him. No. It's also getting him up to speed. They were getting him up to speed yeah. and getting him reps with the first-team offense. This doesn't mean anything about Bilal Powell. It, I mean, it doesn't— He's the starting running back, though. Who is? Like, Matt Forte. Yeah, week, right. Week one, snap Great. one. You can let him have They're handing first, the ball to Matt Forte. First carry. Yes. And, well, I'll, I will say this. I don't like Matt Forte. He's being very undervalued. Very right. undervalued because he's going to have, as we saw last year, some good games. I mean, the Dolphins' defense stinks. Buffalo's defense may stink. He may get some garbage time running against the Patriots when those two teams meet. Week one, would you be surprised if he had 12 fantasy points, 16 in touchdown? No, not at all. Right. I, I think that might be low because in the games where they were competitive in the first half He last was very year, good last year. They were giving yep. him 25 carries. He's just <laughs> counting on him to make it through the season. <laughs> They've got crap. nothing to save him for. You guys. You want to talk about nine in the box. What do you think defenses are going to do against the Jets with they Christian last Hackenberg too, back then? Yeah. That offensive line is worse. It's oh, the I, worst I agree, offensive but line I'm just saying, like, But he's a, is he's a 37,000 years here's, old. Here's, he's a 13 I might pick. be, I might, all right, I can't beat Matt Forte in a race, but he's not that fast anymore. His average over the hill, right injury prone. I, I can't wait to okay. not draft Matt Forte. So just, just, I'm going to move him from my rankings. He's not going to be ranked. Just to give you some comparison. <laughs> like that's, how, that's how much I think. Let JV speak. Let JV Here, speak. Here's, here's one thing that's ludicrous. He's going two spots ahead of Jacquez Rogers. I think they may have the same amount of games as a starter for the season. That's probably fair. Three right. games each, but he's going 127th overall. So 11th round. To get a guy for five to six games, like he's going, uh, almost 30 picks behind Eddie Lacey. Is there really much difference there? Uh, would you rather have Matt Forte or? Yes, other guy. Matt Forte or Wendell Smallwood? Smallwood. Forte. I'm thinking Forte. I don't want Forte. (sighs) Okay, fine. He might give you three good games all year. Can you tell me when they're going to be? Week one. Uh, week one. When do they play the Dolphins? Uh, let me look that up for you, Mr. Cummings. Uh, who cares? <laughs> who cares, guys? There you three. Go. All right, so maybe two of the first three weeks, <laughs> yeah. he, he could come through for you, and then he's gonna have a hand. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you're just looking for a cheap, 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 helping you get through Ezekiel Elliott six games, this is not a bad guy in the eleventh round. Just a dart throw. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, uh, it's Adam, like a while, dart without while, a while we're on tip. The, while we're on the same game, uh, uh-huh. would you like to know snap count for the Giants? I mean, sure, but I, you know, I can tell you what happened there is I did wa- unfortunately watch that game. <clears throat> but yeah, go ahead. Uh, 17 snaps with the first team offense. Paul Perkins played 15 of them. Mm-hmm. Shane Vereen, two. And Darkwood did not come in until Perkins was off the field. Per- right. He didn't come in until Perkins was off the field, but he came in with Eli Manning and he scored a uh, one yard touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. Their last snap, right? Manning, I, I think it was Manning's last snap, but Perkins looked better. 
Perkins, the I, the I think, offensive line looked better. They played the they, Jets. They stunk. <laughs> I think the Perkins. The strength of the Jets, though, is there even the line? They stunk, uh, Dave. I, I think the Perkins did enough to ward off Orleans Darkwa and head into the season. Oh, it's Perkins. It's Perkins' <laughs> job. Right. Yeah, I, they, it is. I, but I think he put that to bed, and I think if you think, you know, if you like Perkins just for the opportunity, I don't think you have to necessarily worry about that going into week one. And, and they, I think he's one of those running backs that gets what's blocked for him. I see. I think he's better than that. I don't yeah, think he's a lot better, but I he think he doesn't he's get anything blocked for him. No, though. Right? He doesn't. At all. <laughs> That's why he's not going to be that great? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they have a okay. Oh, oh, okay. Carlos Hyde. I true or false? Not by ourselves. True or false? Taking Carlos Hyde in the third round is justifiable. So, so I'd rather wait around. I would take my chances that he drips into round four. He will. I'd rather have Kareem Hunt. Okay, I'd rather have Cream Hunt too, but listen, I think this whole running back competition is over. Oh, yes, it was stupid in the first place. And you saw the touchdown catch that he had last year. Did that remind you of Devontae Freeman or Tevin Coleman? I mean, of last course. week, uh, last night, great. whatever yeah. that was. Little, nice little, uh, slant route. It, it's, it's over. It's his job. I, Carlos Hyde has got to be a, a weekend winner. Did you like my Game of Thrones tweet last night? I didn't see it. Yeah, I did. I can't believe they killed off Joe Williams on Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe Williams, they're they're talking now that he may not even make the team. I think wow. he makes the team, but Matt Breida's clearly passed him up. Well, he deserves it. He deserves it. He looks better. Breida looks better, has looked better. Even in the spring when Joe Williams was getting praise, Breida was getting the same amount of praise. And then you have, for whatever it's worth, they're going to roll the corpse of Tim Hightower out there too. Yep. He's a white walker. I may have made the stupidest draft pick of my draft season on Thursday night. This was before the the injury in the Chiefs backfield, so I, I would have probably considered Hunt there. I took Dalvin Cook 25th overall. And a lot of running backs had come off the board at that point. But Zeke was not there. Like, Gurley was gone. I, I think I'd take Hyde over Cook now. What, what about you guys? Yep, but I always would have. Um, I'll still take Cook's upside. Me too. Cook has more upside for sure. Uh, the, the Chiefs, no, excuse me, the Vikings, see, the Vikings, the Redskins, those two teams in particular, and the Giants, offensive lines look like major issues right now. After the Kirk Cousins pick six, they actually really turned it around and played a very good second quarter, but, I don't know, man, like, what is your take on the Vikings? Let's, let's go there. As, well, first, what the hell was Kirk Cousins thinking, chasing down the interception? Yeah, it was yeah, pretty bad. No. In a preseason game. What the hell was he thinking? Even, it did, I don't know if you, how much you pay attention to the play. Chris Thompson saw it was picked off and he just stopped. Like he didn't uh, make any right. attempt to turn it's around. Over. He's like, he's like, okay, whatever, you know, move on. And then you look and you see Kirk Cousins chasing him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, that, he's, he, I mean, Can look, you imagine if he got hurt on that play and cost himself a I was just, I was about to say, that, that guy's cashed in better in the NFL than probably anybody in the last 20 years. And he would have just flushed $40 million a year down the toilet. Because mm. if they keep franchising him, that's what he's going to get up to. So, you know, yeah, that's crazy. But, <clears throat> you know, they've struggled. But anyway, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, your take. Cook's good. Murray sucks. Fair. Take over. The line's <laughs> awful. The line is not good. It's bad. Which is part of the reason why Murray will suck. Cook can at least create. True or false? You guys are too low on Dak Prescott. So it's probably true. I thought about this a lot. I, there are a lot of quarterbacks that are not in my top twelve that I like. There yes, are a lot of Dak's one of them. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. There's just a lot of really awesome. This is why a lot of people are saying that 
you should move towards the super flex or two QB leagues because there's just too many good quarterbacks for a league that only starts 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you Wentz guys. Too. Wentz, Wentz, Wentz is another one that I feel too low about too. You guys have great. Prescott 15th for Jamie, 14th for Dave, 13th for Heath. Uh, true or false? Wendell Smallwood will be the top Eagles running back this year. By what measure? Fantasy points. Standard? Yes. They could be like the Giants from a year ago. Just bad. I'm gonna say false. I'm gonna say he finishes second in both formats. Second in standard to blunt, second in PPR to Sproles. I think though he's gonna be one of those guys, like we've talked about the last few weeks, where there's gonna be a pocket of time where you're gonna be very excited about yeah. Wendell Smallwood, and he's gonna have the opportunity to be a big waiver wire pick. Like we did, uh, so this draft that I referenced yesterday, or earlier about yesterday, um, we were talking about let's add another round. Um, because there were like a lot of good players left and we got, it got vetoed, but I was like, oh my God, I, I want to just take, that's the one guy I want to draft. Just looking at the guys who are available, I'm like, I just want to take a flyer on Wendell Smallwood. Yeah, I, I had the Smallhead versus Burkwood, Burkhead, Smallwood versus <laughs> Smallhead versus Burkwood. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whoa, what's on your mind, buddy? Those guys, I know. <laughs> uh, those guys, uh, debate on Thursday night. <laughs> Easier now. I, I think, yeah, Burkhead now with the, uh, with the Edelman injury, but that was on Thursday. Um, okay, true or false? Chris Carson will be the top Seahawks running back this year. Yes, true. Uh, false. I love him. False. I agree. He looks the best, but again, it's a so, matter of time. It's so, not going to happen anytime soon. Um, the 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 time I spent with John Clayton, he now works for or has always worked for a Seattle radio station, but he's now doing sideline reporting for the Seahawks on radio. And I, that's the only question I really wanted to ask him was, "What's going on with this backfield?" And he said, "They love Rawls. It's Rawls's job. Until Rawls gets hurt, it's going to be Lacy and Procise, and they'll mix in Carson when they can. But they love Carson, so." He is, I think it's, uh, among some of the guys we talked about, the waiting is going to be very long for him, but he feels very much how Rawls felt. Yes. In yes. 2015, when Marshawn was, you know, uh, getting older, coming off the, the long playoff runs, all those carries, and, and he had a chance, but Rawls is still young. It's not like he's going to, uh, I think come off the field unless he's hurt. And so I think that's going to be kind of where, where Carson gets a little bit uh, stuck. But if you have a chance to take him in a dynasty league, late round pick, he is one of the better stash candidates just to see what happens. Because if they do move on from Rawls, they're going to move on from Lacey. He could be the guy next year. I, even we haven't seen ProSize really do anything at all. Well, and that's part of the problem with ProSize in Seattle <laughs> is that they haven't seen him do much of anything at all either because he keeps getting hurt. Rawls is going to come off of an ankle injury this week. Uh, he'll He'll be the starter. If you draft Carson in any league, you're just going to have to be patient. That's part of the problem is that you'll draft him after week one or week two. There's going to be somebody hot off the waiver wire. You're going to want to go and pick them up, and you're going to cut Chris Carson for him. I, I will say, though, at this point, I'd rather have Carson than Lacey. I, I, I want nothing to do with Eddie Lacey. Same here. Even though if he's I'll, just, I'll take Lacey over Matt Forte. Uh, I'll take Forte. <laughs> even <laughs> if, even if uh, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, one guy's they both stink a hundred right. pounds. Um, <laughs> I, I think the thing with, uh, with Lacey is he may start week one, but if you're looking for a sleeper in that game against Green Bay, Carson outplayed him snap wise with the first team offense against the Chiefs in the, in the third preseason game. So if there's no, uh, Rawls, if there's no Procise, Carson may be the best Seattle running back in that season opener. This is the team that cut Kristen Michael a couple of weeks after he had like a 100 yard game. 
So they're gonna cut Chris Carson? No, they're gonna cut <laughs> Lacey. Nah, the money's or Prosize. The money's, the money's the same in. either way, but it's still it's just such they're, a small they're not, part of their they're, cap. They're one hundred percent not cutting Prosize. I don't. They think They make that Lacey if, if it, it makes sense, but they're not cutting Prosize. I, I tend to agree with you, but Carson's the healthiest. He's the most versatile. He looks great, and uh, that's that. Okay, got to be patient with him. Wrap it on Seattle here. So rank these four running backs. Let's rank these four running backs. Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson, Thomas Rawls, Rob Kelly. Ingram, Kelly, Rawls, Peterson. Yeah, I'm um, the exact same way. At this point, I may take Peterson over Rawls. But you Ing- said overalls. Ingram, Kelly is one, two here. Yeah, that's and those two are are <laughs> quite a ways ahead of the other two. I'm curious. I I know my reasons why I'm. I'm kind of back on the AP train. I just want to hear you on. I just think that with what's happening in Seattle right now, bad offensive line. No, they were better in that third preseason game. They had one good block on Lacey going uh, right in the first carry. And Rawl, I think Carson made some stuff happen when he was. Uh, I thought they were better uh, just overall. But I guess my biggest thing was Peterson looked noticeably worse than Ingram, right? No. Would you agree? No. Yeah, I, I, I would. I think he did. I don't think so. I think he looked worse than Ingram, but I think he looked better than I anticipated. Say, I completely agree with that. Yeah, he looked he looked like he was in good shape. You know, yep. he's he's a freak of nature, Adrian Peterson. Yep. And, and it's funny because take it for what it's worth. Uh, got asked this question at this thing I was at with with uh, with John Clayton. He looked at me like I had six heads when I said I would take Ingram leaps and bounds over Adrian Peterson. He said they love him. Oh come they, on, I, they, look. I mean, you, you take it for what it's worth. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta take some things into account. I don't think Ingram is, is, uh, is, is that worse off. We've talked about this numerous times, that worse off because Peterson's there. But Peterson is a better version of Tim Hightower. So if it's 130 carries, what would you say? Goes up to 150, 160? Uh, I think, I think you can have 150 carries, sure. If he's healthy. Yeah. The and catch d- is probably, and doesn't get benched for fumbling. The catch is, well, Ingram's got a fumble that. history too. So, uh, mm, Peterson, Less catches, 20 catches sure. was, was what Hightower yeah, was, 15? 15, 20. Okay. But Hightower scored what, five touchdowns? Yeah. If Peterson's right, that's seven or eight. Yeah. No. I, there's I, no I, like I give him the, I'll give him five. Do they but, pull Ingram inside the five? No, I don't think they pull Sometimes, him. Sometimes. Randomly. But for Peterson. But you, you really don't think that if Peterson's 16 games, he's, he's only scoring five touchdowns? Yes, if he's getting 10 touches a game. I'll take the over on that. Uh, some more questions he here. Staying healthy. Biggest if with him. Some more questions for you. DeAndre Washington is he clearly the number two running back in Oakland? Yes, it looks like it right yes. now. Yeah, I, I I still think they're sharing if something happens to. Lynch. I agree. I, I think agree Lynch is sharing in the first place with Washington. Right. Yes, and maybe Richard too. Still. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that Jacquez Rogers five games last year with 15 or more carries. He scored between 12 and 15 fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in four of five games, and he opens with Miami and the Bears. So if you are looking to get off to a good start, Jacquez Rogers got a lot of work in that third preseason game. And the the Bucks were terrible. They didn't have Jameis Winston. They didn't have. Uh, they may as well not have had Winston. They didn't have Evans or Deshaun Jackson. But uh, you know, Quiz could get you off to a good start. All right, Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. This is it's over, Heath. I think you win on Ty Montgomery. This competition is over. Well, the co- it, there never really was a competition. Fair. That, that might be the same thing. The, the competition which was between Ty Montgomery and Sickle Cell. True. If he can stay healthy, he's the guy. And he got a he got a goal line carry. He did. Sure he did. scored on it. 
he, he, he did, he did everything you could have asked for in, in a very important game. So yes, he's the guy going into week one, but still a long season. <laughs> Montgomery or Hyde? Hyde. Oh, Montgomery. Hyde. Montgomery or CJ Anderson? Anderson. Anderson. Anderson, standard, Montgomery and PPR. Okay, Montgomery or Mixon? Montgomery Mixon. easily. Mixon easily. <laughs> I just, alright, Jamie, in, in, in 10 to 15 seconds, can you tell me why you're just not buying into Ty Montgomery? Oh, I, I, I'm buying into Ty Montgomery. I'm just not taking him over somebody who's more talented than him. And I think, you know, you, you want to talk about offensive line situations. I don't think Green Bay's offensive line is great. It's, but it's a, much better than Cincinnati's. Not much better than Cincinnati's. I think, it's I think better almost everybody is not much better than Cincinnati. I will give you guys credit for, uh, Pierre Garcia. Log is out for the season or out for a significant part of time. What, but yeah. he, like, it, that's, he's not going to be out for this season. They're, they're he's probably going to play week one. That, according might. to the recent reports. Um, you know, I do need, you guys, uh, deserve credit for Pierre Garcon. That's probably exactly what you're expecting from him. Uh, just a lot of targets and a lot of catches. He had six for 61 on seven targets. Uh, let's play a quick game called <clears throat> Do They Matter? You tell me if these players matter, yes or no. It's actually, does he matter? Uh, and if they matter, tell me when you draft them. Pittsburgh wide receiver Eli Rogers. Doesn't matter. False. Doesn't matter. Detroit wide receiver Marvin Jones. Matters. Bye. Matters is a late round bench receiver. Yeah. Marvin Jones or John Brown? Brown. 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 Marvin Jones or JJ Nelson? Jones. Jones. New Orleans wide receiver Brandon Coleman. Does not matter. Minnesota. I don't think he matters. Alright. Is it weird that I feel uncomfortable saying that a person does not matter? He matters more than Eli Rogers. Okay. Minnesota wide receiver Laquan Is it Treadwell. Is weird that I own both those guys in a dynasty league? Yes. That's that, that good. Uh, Laquan Treadwell. Does not matter. I mean, he's the third best receiver in Minnesota. Don't put him on your fantasy team. Buffalo tight end Charles Clay. He don't put him on your fantasy he's team. He's gonna matter in a Jason Witten kind of way. Okay. Saw this note on our website about Charles Clay. In five of the last ten seasons in which Rick Dennison was either the coordinator or quarterback's coach, the tight end on his roster finished either first or second in receptions and or touchdown catches. That's from buffalobills.com. And that is Who the offense coordinator. Who are those players? I don't, I don't know and I don't care, but he's a tight end offense coordinator and he's Charles Clay's and they don't have Sammy Watkins anymore. So I just think deeper leagues, not the worst, not the worst yeah, tight end. Charles I agree. Clay. Agreed. <clears throat> All right, uh, there's more. We'll do some leftovers, I guess, from tomorrow. And uh, everybody needs to, leftovers from tomorrow? No, leftovers from the weekend on tomorrow's show. Everybody come to Philadelphia Thursday night at Victory Beer Hall. That's a cool place. Victory Beer Hall Pat- at 1100 Patterson Avenue inside Xfinity Live. Free food and drinks, and you can meet us, ask us questions. We're going to do a live podcast. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Victory Beer Hall inside Xfinity Live. 6 to 9 p.m. on Thursday, August 31st. Any parting words? Keenan Allen looked really good. Really, really good. Okay. Tyra Williams didn't play. That's it. That's all we have to say. Thank you for listening, everybody. Fantasy Football Today is done. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.